What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Bree, and thank you so much for tuning in with me. I appreciate you. If this is your first time, my name is Bree Ann, and I'll be your host today and every day. I am the CEO of Girl Stop, um, an organization where we talk about all things girl, all things Jesus. Um, if you're returning, thank you so much. I appreciate your continued support, and I thank you Um in whatever listening platform you're listening on, go ahead and subscribe, click that button, follow us on all of our social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube, you can search Girl Stop, Instagram, underscore, underscore, Girl Stop, underscore, and Twitter, um, Girl Stop, underscore, Facebook, the Facebook page is at Girl Stop, G-I-R-L-L-S-T-O-P. Normally one L, but we got two there. I guess somebody beat us to it. So guys, um, every week we focus on a specific topic. We kind of narrow in and guess what? It is love week. Uh, so if I don't get to hear from you or you don't hear me again this week, which I will still be recording on Valentine's Day, but I do want to give you an early happy Valentine's Day. I hope that you enjoy the day um, for what it is. I believe that the day is about love. It's celebrating love um, and love relationships. So sometimes, you know, of course, I'm an advocate. If you don't have significant other or partner in a serious, committed relationship, then enjoy your love relationship with yourself or go even a step further and celebrate your love relationship with God. Like however, um, whatever love that you need to celebrate, you know, um, I'm going to be celebrating my love of Belgian truffles the cocoa dusted ones because they are absolutely amazing. We're still believing God that somebody's going to <laughs> get me those because I definitely want them. So anyway, um, that's what we're going to talk about this week. We are going to talk about love, love, dating relationships, all that good fun stuff. So on YouTube, I kind of broke it down into dating relationships and then kind of my own personal experience in this area. Um, I will, as I've said in other potties, Hashtag podcast that this is not always my favorite topic just because I feel like there's already so much focus specifically on being in a relationship, wanting a relationship, how to get and keep a man. And it to me is it's not overwhelming, but it's kind of redundant. Like, when are we going to be talking about other things? Like, you know, I think we just put too much pressure on ourselves to be at a place, you know, and I don't think that that's necessary. I have fallen into that trap of wanting to be married now, like, you know, thinking, oh my God, this is my husband and oh my God, like this is perfect and we can just get married and it's going to be perfect and everything's going to work out because we both love God and it's not that simple. Um, I think there are the, you know, romanticized fairy tale love stories where, you know, like you meet somebody and they're amazing and they're everything that you desire and you fall in love and you live happily ever after. Cool. Well, I think there are also more practical and logical ways of allowing your heart to be vulnerable in those spaces. And so because I failed at all of the overly romanticized ways, um, which if you are a hopeless romantic, I am not bashing you right now. Please don't hear that. I'm just letting you know that I'm trying a different approach in this area of my life. And having seen success, I think I'm a roll with it. So dating in 2019. Okay, let me tell y'all what I really believe. I believe that talking like, you know, you'll hear somebody say, oh, yeah, we're talking or yeah, you know, 
to me, that is like the world's way of doing things. That whole like getting to know somebody, you're committed to talking to them, but you're it's supposed to be understood that you're not supposed to be talking to anybody else because it's serious, but it's not defined, but it doesn't have a title. But I'm supposed to be loyal, committed and faithful as if we are in a relationship, but we're not actually like all of that confusion. Yeah. I consider that to be the world's way of doing stuff in this area. I believe God's system is a little different. Um, There is like limited literature on dating, like dating in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't read a lot about dating. There's no scripture at all that says he that finds a girlfriend. There's no scripture that talks about boyfriends. So that's why I have to believe that dating as far as like girlfriend, boyfriend stuff is the world's way of doing things. So I've adapted a different culture uh, from the text, which is like courtship. Um, back in Bible days, there was like, you know, prearranged marriages or, you know, you had the dowry kind of system. You see those types of things. You see where the queen was in waiting, being prepared for the king. You see a lot of that in the text. Um, and even if you go back to the beginning, when Eve, when God presented Eve to Adam, like you see that there was a preparation stage of her being molded and transformed. And a lot of times we put a lot of the effort and energy on the woman like Adam had to be in a position um, for his rib to be taken. Adam had to, he was busy doing his own work. He had given, he was given purpose to till and prepare the garden. You know, you see in Proverbs where it talks about that you should go prepare your work outside and then inside build the house, which lets me know that I should have something, whether you're the man or the woman in the relationship. And, you know, I'm saying man or woman, I don't know your orientation if you are not Um, heterosexual, then um, that's a whole different conversation uh, contextually. So I'm not excluding you from listening to this conversation, but I do want you to know that um, I think there's some, there's a different conversation that has to be had. And I know you're probably sick of feeling like you're isolated. Like, well, why can't I just be included in that conversation? That in and of itself has to be a conversation depending on what you believe or where you are. Um, I myself I am heterosexual, uh, so that is why I'm speaking from that perspective. I don't think that I am, I'm not going to say licensed, but I don't think I am um, equipped, adept, aware enough, or whatever adjective you want to put, uh, versed enough, I think that's probably the best word, to speak on how things should go in that arena of orientation because I don't know anything about it other than things I've read. So please don't think that you're excluded. Just understand the perspective from which I'm coming from. Okay. Okay. Glad, glad we all still in love. Hashtag amen. So you see that, you know, you prepare your work outside and then you build your house. That scripture made me really think differently about courtship as well, because I know a lot of people like I have friends that I went to high school with and they got married like right after right out of high school. They didn't have anything but each other. And in some love instances, that's cute. And, you know, you build, you grind this empire, blah, blah, blah. But then also you see that money is a huge issue um, in those relationships. And sometimes they fail because of money. So it makes me think like, well, why not just be the absolute best Brienne I can be? Like, why not just be the most whole Brienne, the most, you know, um, physically fit, spiritually fit, emotionally fit Brienne for when that time comes? Like, why not follow the example of Adam and Eve and following that all the way through to the New Testament and the cross of dating and relationships? I even 
when you even take it outside of a spiritual aspect, like if you study other cultures of dating, like not just American dating, but if you study like the Chinese, the Japanese, a lot of like Southeastern, South Asian uh, dating cultures, like they date completely differently than we do. They don't they won't date if they don't have a job, if they haven't been like if they're not financially secure. They don't date individually. I think Americans, we spend a lot of time trying to be hashtag boot up and they don't do that. Like they date in groups. And then if they want to get married, I think then eventually they, you know, um, go to that. I have resolved that I will definitely be dating in groups from here on out. I think especially the first couple of days, because I need to see you around your friends. I need to see you. I have found this canon and it's just work for me. Like if I I can't take you seriously until I see you mad, like until you're mad. It's something, someone or me. I really don't know who you are. Like sometimes you got to see people in upsetting off guard situations because I feel like that's when you really see who they are. Um, I really think that that element of surprise, it, it shows like their character. It shows, you know, what they're really thinking. You know, if they hit their toe, do they let a cuss word slip? Because I fell victim to guys giving me like their best behavior. Like I feel like Rihanna talks about, um, you put on quite a show, very entertaining. Now it's time to go. The fir- the curtains finally closing. Um, go on and take a bow. The show's over now. Well, To me, I don't want to be entertained, right? I don't want your best performance. I don't want your best behavior. I don't want I don't want you to feel like you got to put your best foot forward because when that's over, then I get the regular you. I get the real you. I get who you really are. And that's going to be who you are most times and not this high elevated ideology of treatment. So for me, I think seeing that person around their real friends, friends that they've been around longer than they've known you, you know, seeing that person around their family who's definitely not going to hold anything back. And then seeing them, you know, in adverse or upsetting or, you know, oppositional circumstances really gets to show you who they are. The Bible talks about how a fruit speaks of its tree. And sometimes we're not really interested in the fruit because we think about the beauty of the tree. Oh, my gosh, this tree is tall and it's beautiful and it's dark skin and it's and it's got muscles and it's got money. And he's an entrepreneur and he's a CEO and he's a model and he's he's this he's that he's everything I thought I wanted. And when I, I found that, you know, even if the package is beautiful, when I start unwrapping what's inside the box, that's what I care most about. So now I I just I look at the situation completely and totally different dating. um, I think I've I fell victim into putting a lot of pressure on myself um, to be somebody for somebody and to do all of these things. And I'm free, guys. I am absolutely free coming this 2019 in this area. Like there is literally nothing that. I'm uh, apprehensive about or that I'm putting pressure on myself about concerning this area. Now, I don't know how you feel about dating and relationships. I don't know where you are. I don't know how you want to approach the process. I don't even know how you want to be approached uh, to start with. But what I do know is that I think if you are struggling, if you're single, you may not be single and you're listening to this. You may be listening from a different perspective and that's fine. But if you're single, let me talk to you. Okay, if you're single and you're struggling with this Valentine's Day, like you're struggling with not having a Valentine's or you're struggling with being single. It's not um, a time of beauty for you. It's not comforting. It's not it's not enjoyable. 
Um, I would admonish you to really focus on you. Like you need some healing because let me tell you something. Like if you are trying to make yourself be in a season of life, you're not in like it is going to be miserable. First of all, because you didn't get what you needed out of the season life you were in and you're not prepared for that next season of life because it's not where you're supposed to be. So it's like, instead of killing two birds with one stone, you are the one stone killing two birds. You're killing, you'll be killing two seasons of your life when you could have just stayed content with where the place that you were in and got the most out of it. And this is what I mean. You know, there is liberties and freedoms and um, choices that I can make and access to things I can have and decisions I don't have to run by people, moves I can make because I am single. In the same time, there are some restrictions and some limitations and some things I don't have in this in this season because I am single. Okay, so that means that the same goes for being in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, hashtag marriage or hashtag courtship, which is more exclusive, then there are some liberties and some freedoms and some things that you could have being in that relationship that I don't have as a single. Cool. Likewise, there are also some restrictions, some liberties that get taken away, some things that change, some decisions you do have to check up on and you do have to follow up on as being in a relationship. Saying that to say that a lot of us look at the liberties and the freedoms of being in a relationship, but we don't look at the restrictions. A lot of us despise the liberty, the restrictions and the things we don't have in our singleness, not focusing on our liberties, not focusing on our freedoms. I love the fact that I can get up, I can go, I can come home, I can be who I want to be. I can say, you know, do what I want to do. Like there's not, you know, I don't have to focus on including somebody in my day, including somebody in my time, making sure I'm texting back, making sure we FaceTime if we haven't seen each other that day or that we spent time and I'm not having to work my schedule around. I am enjoying that. Like that is a liberty of the season that I'm in. If there, if I had a significant other in my life and you know, I have a project to finish or I have a goal to reach in, they're like, no, I want to spend time with you. Being in love and being considerate of that relationship, like I have to make that sacrifice. So I think sometimes like we forget that there is joy in both seasons and there again are limiting factors of both seasons. But I don't think that we should long after and covet being in another season just because of the liberties, because even with the liberties, you have to take the restrictions like you have to take both sides or else the relationship won't work. Furthermore, I think I found that like people who don't enjoy their singleness wholly, they don't have enjoyable relationships. Look, I was in this relationship once and I got so angry. Like I got so mad at the guy because I was like, how dare you want me to do your work for you? Like, how dare you want me to walk into your life and fix everything that's wrong with you in the name of love? I do not believe in struggle love. I do not believe that I have to struggle with you in order to come up with you or to grow with you or to reap the reward of the investment of being in love with you. I absolutely agree. And I think that's the foolish, the most foolish thing ever. I will not succumb to that. Like the devil is a whole lie. Like, why do I have to go through the grueling work of getting down to your roots, getting down through past your bitterness, identifying what it is, identifying your resentment, your unforgiveness, your flaws, your weaknesses, all of those things to help build you into this man so that I can enjoy the fruit of my labor. 
One thing we must understand, ladies, and some of this goes for you guys, too, that like you are not God. Like it is not your job to transform and to renew the mind and to create a mind. Like, look, (laughs) y'all, I got so mad. I told this man, I said, look, I build bears. I don't and I build businesses. I don't build men. I am not God and I am not going to make you. I'm not going to allow you to make me God in your life. I am not going to allow you make me the answer or the fix it or the like. That's not even my role, actually, in the home. Like, so why would I be doing that? And it just blows my mind how a lot of people really disagree with my ride or die approach. Like, I am not a ride or die chick. I do not believe that um, there that should be like the ultimatum of loyalty. I don't think that that saying is conducive to a healthy idea of loyalty, because at what point? Do you know if you're riding? At what point do you know if you're dying? And why is it that I get to die, but you get to live? That makes no sense to me. And I am not going to kill myself building your vision, building your purpose, helping you develop, helping you blah, blah, blah. And, you know, fill in the blank. And then I'm dying. I'm not building my purpose. I'm not spending my time with God. I'm not being the woman that I need to be. I'm losing, you know, my own personal battles because I am giving and pouring all of myself to you. I don't believe that was God's plan for my life. Or No, I know that's not God's plan for my life. I believe like a relationship and this is all relationships, not just intimate relationships I believe every single relationship in your life should enhance I believe it should add addition I believe it should um it should be mutually beneficial now there are different types of relationships we're talking about intimate relationships so as far as intimate relationships yes I believe those should be mutually beneficial because they're so close to your heart you can't be pouring out on those levels of vulnerability and have that level of access and you're not reaping that back but in other relationships other relationship aspects as far as like mentorship you know that's somebody less experienced who is trying to grow from and learn from someone who's more experienced in the area so yes that's probably not going to be mutual, you know, as far as pouring and receiving. But in some ways, it may also be because the person who's more experienced, they may be um, fulfilling a need to give back a community desire. You know, they may take pride in knowing that their protege or their mentee is blossoming because of the help and advice and wisdom they've been given. So, again, there are different ways that I believe you should gain. However, as far as this intimate level of things, Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> y'all, I, I think that desperation, loneliness, um, time being single, um, hope. Like if you, if you find somebody like you, let's say you've been single for a while and like they bring you hope because it's like, oh my gosh, like they are actually a really dope person and they love God and they check all your boxes. So you, you get all giddy and hope and you get all over excited and you move really fast. Yeah. Those things are so detrimental because they make you make irrational decisions. They make you make decisions on what you see and on potential and not on the character of the person or the future of you guys together. Like I, I believe that we have put a lot of focus on relationships first with other people. And I just don't think that it was designed that way. I don't think that. I think that we should be doing more work in our singleness. I think that we should be doing more work in our lives and in our purpose and what God called us to do. 
And I believe that in due time, the right and healthy relationship will come. And I'm saying this now because I can't wait to the day I can get back on this podcast and be like, oh my gosh, y'all, y'all remember when I was sitting there two days before Valentine's Day talking about how when you get lost in purpose and you get lost in the plane and the will of God, that this amazing person is going to come. And then I get to hand him the mic and be like, listen, this is my day. Like, I can't wait to that day because I want you guys to know that like, that's what I believe. And what I found is that a lot of us don't surrender our relationships to God. Like we don't, we don't pray about the significant other in our lives. We don't ask him the type of person that he wants us to have. Because I know, I know us ladies, I know they teach you. They say, you know, write your list and you write down what you want and you don't lower your standards and you don't da da da. Okay. Yeah, that's cute. But perhaps, perhaps. God has somebody for you that doesn't have some of those characteristics on that list. God has somebody for you that doesn't match anything on your list because he knows what you need and not what you want. Like, I think I I struggle with resting in the fact that even though I think I will identify what I need, even God knows better what I need than what I need. Does that make sense? Like God knows what I need better than I know what I need. And when you think about that, like, you know, okay, prime example, I know I need food. I know I need water. Let's go a step further. I know I need vegetables. I know I need fruits. God knows specifically what types of fruits and what types of vegetables. Like, I can't eat every vegetable. I can't eat all fruits. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is the magnitude of getting it right. And, you know, I think that it would save us a lot of heartbreak, a lot of hardship and a lot of uh, confusion and walls and brokenness in this area if we submitted our relationships to God. Like I told my pastor a while ago. OK, so <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like really funny. But you may not find it funny because I, I don't have time to tell you the whole backstory. But in a nutshell, there was this guy I was really excited about. Like, he was so fun. He was a CEO and he like modeled part time. Like, he, I thought he was uh, the most beautiful man. I just thought this man was beautiful. And I'm not going to lie. I can tell you I was captivated by this man's beauty. OK, he had like zero substance, but he was beautiful. OK, he did love God. But anyway, I told my pastor that I was like, pastor, like, oh, my gosh, this guy, like he he asked me to come visit his church because, you know, like we're moving kind of fast. And like, I really think he's the one. And my pastor was like, we know, daughter, I think it's kind of soon. You know, y'all just met like two weeks ago. Like, I think it's kind of soon for you to be going to visit, you know, his apostle. But OK, I mean, you know, he said, you know, he gave me, the, you know, the, kind of that word of warning. And as a spiritual father, like I heard him, but I didn't like hear him. All I needed to hear him say was like, I'm cool with it because I know that pastor in the city. Right. <laughs> yeah. How about that relationship was over two weeks later? Like, how did like how did we go from. Two weeks of, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. I'm about to marry you to like, we don't talk at all. I'm talking about like nothing. (laughs) And that's what I mean. Like when I'm talking about like making sure that you know these people beyond like their beauty package, beyond your emotional foresight like because emotions change and like they feelings are so fleeting and so it's so easy to get wrapped up in the you know the false hope like oh my god like he loves god and he has all these things going on and he's a great catch and da 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 and yes this, yeah you know so then you start telling all your friends and family about him and getting everybody excited only for it to be dead in like two weeks and so 
that <laughs> that moving fast thing like I, I am like such like a go-getter I am such a like get it done type of lady that like I'm like okay like let's seal it like oh my god like yeah we're gonna get married cool moving on with my life like I'm so like tenacious and in this area you really can't be like that you can't be so like in a hurry I think that's kind of been one of the most detrimental things for me personally <laughs> Um, however, I don't know what your thing is. One thing I do know about me though, is that because I did not get married in those times of, I don't want to say desperation, but in those times of haste. And when I didn't, when I sat back and I realized like the woman that I am now, like I am so much better for my husband now. I'm so much more uh, wise. I'm so much more whole. I'm so much more centered on who I am, on what I want. The vision for my own life is very clear. The purpose for which God has me operating, moving, it's very clear. So again, like those things don't, um, aren't determinants in my identity in approaching and being in another relationship. I just find it really, um, I guess I could say hilarious how sometimes um, we really get caught up like we really, really get caught up in the time like, oh, my God, I've been single for X amount of time or I've been abstinent for X amount of time. Like, why is time such a determinant um, for the quote unquote failure or success in this area? I don't think that. The Bible even says, rather, that it's not wise to compare yourself amongst yourself. So what I was going to say is, is I don't think it's wise to put time when you're comparing your time to somebody else's time. Like, I really think you get a, uh, an idea of time when you start seeing your exes move on and move into other relationships. And you think, oh, my God, like it's been it's been so long or it's been or they're moving on. And then it seems like you're almost getting left behind because all your friends are married or engaged or, you know, moving on to these other relationships. And that's not true. Like, I don't believe you're getting left behind. I believe you are where you are in life. Like, it's just. I think that we do have, you know, a say so as far as like why we're single, you know, why the relationship didn't work out. Maybe we were poor communicators. Maybe we were poor connectors. You know, maybe we had forgiven in the last relationship. Maybe we're still broken in some areas. I don't know what your thing is, um, but because you are single, that's what you should be focusing on healing and mending and working on and identifying so that you can fix those things. You can change those mentalities, those those patterns of doing or, you know, if if you have like detrimental habits or, you know, if you don't like to clean your house, if you don't like to keep yourself clean, if you struggle with dressing or presenting yourself well or, you know, be or managing your money or, you know, if you have children and you're, you're focused on being a mother or a father, whatever the case may be, those are things that I think should be focused on. It should be work on or should be getting worked on. So that's not something that has to be um, taken into a relationship, like why not be the best, most amazing person for that person? A lot of us, especially when it comes down to like our society, like we think about what we can get from the relationship and not what we can give to it. And when you think about the difference between those two things, when you go into a relationship saying he better do this and I want him to do this and I need him to do this for me and I want him to do this for me. But then when you go into a relationship saying, what can I give to this person? What do I have to offer this person? How can I make their life better? How can I make their day better? How can I make their soul brighter? That is a totally different type of, approach and type of outcome that you would get from a relationship. And I've really had a focal shift um, 
and I am reaping the benefits thereof. I am excited, guys, about your dating and relationships. I don't know if you have um, somebody to spend this Valentine's Day with. Um, my prayer is that if you don't, if you don't and you're struggling, that God will be your strength and your date and your husbandry or your wifey or whatever you need him to be in this season. My prayer is that we become emotionally and relationally whole and so that we don't hop in and out of everybody's bed and we don't hop in and out of everybody's heart. But we're resolute and we're patient and we're focused on ourselves and we're focused on developing as individuals um, so that we are not only only better for relationships. And, and let me just say this. I don't think that you should be doing your work for a relationship. I believe you should be doing your work for you. I feel like it should be, you should be the standard. That way, if people come and go in your life, whether intimate relationships, friendships, um, family, whoever, business partners, whatever, if they come and go, it doesn't matter because they were never the standard. What they thought about you was never the standard. It was always you beating you, competing with you, being a better you than what you were yesterday. And you will always have you. You may not always have him texting you back or FaceTiming you or sending you sweet cards. He may be gone next week. I mean, literally that happened to me. Um, and I don't want it to happen to you, but I am saying like, Think about how seasonal friends are. You may not always have that homegirl, that homeboy hitting you up, you know, encouraging you, sending you encouraging and strengthening messages, praying with you. I mean, it's just the reality of life. But if you always allow God's word and your relationship with him to be the standard, then you're never moved. If, if that person, that person doesn't take responsibility or ownership of your whole identity because you are you, you are whole. Um, I think about that and that makes me understand why a lot of people in their relationships fail. And so, again, my prayer for you is that you resonate on who you are, what you want, what God has for you to do, um, how he wants you to carry it out and that you get your hands busy in his kingdom's work because he will give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in him, we forget that part. We have to delight ourselves in him. Like God has stuff that he needs done that, that he can only do through us with us, you know, so we have to be with him in order to get those things done. Um, I, my prayer is that this is an amazing Valentine's day for you and that, you know, you get an unexpected gift, just like I'm expecting these Belgian truffles. So anyway, guys, it is love week. So spread some love. If you're not receiving the love you want, give some, that's the best way to get some love back. So I love you guys. And I, when I say it at the end of every podcast, at the end of every video, whatever, I really sincerely do mean it. I love you guys. And I do pray for you all. So I love you. If you have any special prayer requests or anything, Thing that you need lifted up for the father let me know send me a dm a voicemail um voice message whatever you need um follow us on all of our social media and i will see slash hear from you guys very soon until next time guys peace love and hair grease